Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Enjoy a tall, cool dude. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Guess what we are one month away from? We are one month away from the draft. Yes. Wow. Which draft? The NHL draft. Mm, Kind of, but no. Expansion draft. Oh, all right. Do we think that's going to be televised? Yeah, for sure. It was last time? Yeah. Do we know which broadcast partner it's going to be televised on? I do not. I wonder if NBC's coverage ends at the end of the Stanley Cup final. It probably goes until the start of next year. Yeah, we're one month away from the expansion draft. Just playing around with the Seattle mock draft expansion uh, simulator on Cap Friendly. Do you have any idea like what the Sabres are looking at on that front, like who they might be losing? No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but here's the thing. That's fine. Here's the thing. I don't think it's going to look a lot different. I don't think it's going to matter that much. That's kind of where I stand on it. I'm not Okay. Yeah. I think I think well, assuming that guys are traded, they're probably looking at, like, Gergensen's or Colin Miller being grabbed by Seattle, which, like, fine, whatever. More than, yeah, so fine. I guess you've yeah. been a good soldier, but you got a bad contract. They literally just replaced you for $700,000 with Tobias Reeder. Like, have fun with Larson and if reuniting they, there. If they take um, Colin Miller, I would see that as a win. Me too. And maybe you're giving them a pick, by the way, if you want to get a poso off your your bucks here. Um, that should be a high pick. If you don't have guys traded by then, which I think is probably unlikely that one month from now, Ristolainen, Reinhardt, and Eichel are still all on your team, then you've got decisions to make. And then you've got a tougher uh, challenge on your blue line. I don't want to see them lose Will Borgen for nothing. Right. I think that's the guy you're ready to lose for nothing, especially if Ristolainen is still here. Um, if Eichel and Reinhardt were both gone, I figured out, but Risto was still here, then you could protect four defensemen and four forwards. They just, If Eichel and Reinhardt are not here, they don't have 
five forwards worth protecting, let alone seven, which is the one. Like, I don't need to protect <laughs> Andrew Ogilvy from the Kraken. Like, I don't need to protect Oposo or Skinner. Skinner, they should have him waive his no-movement clause, by the way. But he still gets to decide. Skinner does. Yeah. So, I mean, what would I he, don't... What, what, would, what would he want there? Maybe he would want to go to Seattle. Fresh start. Things are not looking great here. I know it is an expansion team, though, and that... that but here's the thing. They wouldn't... They wouldn't take him. So like no, I, they so wouldn't. if you're no, asking to, no, yeah, I they're not taking. There's him. no way they would take him. No way. No way. Absolutely, you'd have to. They gotta hit the cap ha- floor. Oh my gosh! Stop. But that, I, that on the short term, they need to hit the cap floor. <laughs> Never mind. We're not. It's, it's still 2027. This isn't a one-year contract <laughs> no, worth nine million. This is six. <laughs> it's yeah. six more. Uh, fair. Right. That's right. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's right. There's no way they're taking Skinner's contract. Just anyways, throw that out there. We're one month away from the expansion draft. Just something to think about in the back of your mind. We've got. Three, four things with the Sabres to happen until then. Eichel, Reinhardt, Ristolainen, and a coach. I think are probably all likely to be done by the time uh, that night happens. If Ristolainen's still here and you have to expose uh, one of him or Borgen, what do you do? I like Borgen. I think they would have messed up by having that decision to be made, but you protect Ristolainen just because he's a tradable asset. Ooh. You're, if you get a late first-round pick or you're getting a prospect I for disagree. Him, are you getting a prospect Borgen? Are you getting more than Will Borgen back in a Ristolainen trade? I think the answer to that question is yes. That's why I would say Ristolainen. Say that again. Are you getting more back what? I, assuming they would be trading Ristolainen, okay. which I guess I should never assume ever with this team, uh, that whatever they would get in a Ristolainen trade is worth more than Will Borgen. Do you think so? Man, I hope so. Because <laughs> I, I don't. Hope so. I, I am you are very so, down on the, you are, the idea of getting a lot back for Ristolainen. You, you are the trade bad cop, and I am the trade good cop. You are the pessimist, I am the optimist. You have sucked me in to your black hole of worrying about the Ducks trade over the weekend. Like Every time I'm thinking about it now, I'm not happy about a potential Ducks trade. A week ago, I couldn't wait for it. And now I have been sucked back towards kind of, I think, where you are. Just pessimistically thinking it's probably not going to go well. I didn't realize I ruined your week. No, you didn't ruin my week. <laughs> I'm just saying every time I think about it, it's in a different context and different light than it was. Joe, I imagine you're someone ago. who thinks about it a lot, though. Um, Yeah. Not, I mean, what's a lot? I'm not thinking about it every minute of every day. I probably didn't think about it. Maybe I thought about it once or twice the whole weekend. I was outside. I was getting sunburned. I don't know if you could see it. Tank top. Without, you know, I've got the farmer's, the, the sure. farmer's hand with the... Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so... Mine's really bad, yeah. So I was outside in a tank top for the first time really all summer. Red. Very red upper arms. So I was burnt outside all the time. I had a, a birthday party outside, like a private concert on Saturday. So I was not thinking about an Eichel trade at that moment. Uh, yesterday, I was thinking more about the U.S. Open all day. Have you gotten to the point, though, where you wake up every morning or afternoon oh. or whenever you get up and the first thing you do is, okay, what's the deal? That's first. You go to tr- yes. you go to Twitter and you start scrolling. I wake you up every searching. morning looking for a notification that yep. he's been traded. That's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, me too. All right, well, we're not going to spend really a lot of time on hockey tonight. Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap. 803-0550 is the phone number. Just thought I'd throw that in there at the beginning uh, because it is something that is – going on behind the scenes and will probably be uh, announced, I would think, or will happen in the coming weeks. I'd be surprised if it didn't, but you never know. 
uh, with this team. So we'll see if anything happens on the Saber front. But the Bills and the stadium is really where all the storylines are right now. It's really where all the talk is. Does it? Are you okay with the, the the all the reports that are out there? Like of everything that's come out, is there one thing that maybe upsets you the most, or that you're maybe most happiest about? Because I think you could pick a couple of different things. You could pick the fact that the stadium sounds like it's going to be back in Orchard Park, that it's going to be an open air stadium, or you could you could focus in like many fans are on just the idea that. There is any potential for them playing somewhere else for a couple of years while it's, while it's being built. Yeah, I'm not stoked about open air. You want a dome? I do. I just think, like, those December games, it can just be brutal. And I know they make for a lot of great memories, but practically speaking, if you want to fill as many seats as you possibly can and have it be an enjoyable experience for fans, regardless if they're if the bills are winning or losing, like the dome is the best place to do that. And I know a lot of people will say, Oh, blah, blah, blah. It creates a home field advantage or whatever. Like, honestly, I'm not looking at that. First of all. Mm -hmm. Um, And second of all, this bills team is better in dome like conditions. Like that's the kind of team they have put together. And it's also absurd to base a decision on like, a stadium on what your current makeup of your team looks yeah. like. So right. I don't know. It's uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge open air guy at this point. I think you look around the league where everything is trending. I think open air is becoming less and less popular uh, pretty quickly, actually. And the other thing that scares me a little bit is the idea of not having the bills play here for a couple years while building the stadium. I don't, I'm not, worried about it to the point where it's consuming me because that I still think we're a long ways away from even knowing anything about that. So I'm not going to focus too much on worrying about it. Sure. But it does, it did catch me off guard for sure. Cause it would suck. Yes. Especially with you, 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 you mentioned like, I don't want to make a stadium decision based on the current makeup of the team. I don't want to do that, but I kind of want to make a decision on where they're playing temporarily based on the makeup of the team because, hey, maybe if they were really bad and, like, just getting ready to start a rebuild, I still wouldn't like it, but I wouldn't mind as much. Like, yeah, fine, go play a year or two in Penn State. I'll see you in two years. I'm sick of you anyway, like the Sabres right now. But when they're this good, like, they could win a Super Bowl any year now. Any single year now they could win a Super Bowl. And if that happens while they're playing in Happy Valley or they're playing in the Sky Dome, like, that's going to suck. Will that even count for us as a Buffalo championship? I don't want to have to have that debate. <laughs> I don't want to have to have that radio show because it's one we could certainly have if it happens. We're already talking about the Blue Jays being counted in greatest Buffalo sports moments, right? Yep. Like Is Vlad Guerrero, Vlad Guerrero is this yeah. the best Buffalo sports season ever? Right. He might uh, home run derby, I saw today. He's maybe. not doing it. He's not doing it. Oh, okay. That's fine. Um Full capacity, by the way, Blue Jays games. Maybe yes. that'll be something we talk about later because I'm excited about that. Um, I don't want to see them playing a temporary home. I think that's pretty obvious. I don't think anybody wants to see that happen. I think that probably won't happen anyway. I think the most likely outcome is that's probably being put out there by the Bills as a negotiating tactic with Erie County and New York State. Which, fine, business is business, stuff like that's going to happen. They're like, hey, we just want you to know, 
This isn't just a foregone conclusion that we would stay here while the stadium is being built. So just, you know, whatever the right. new lease negotiation needs to be, just know that we have some leverage here. That's what that is, leverage, I think. So I don't think that it'll ever get, ever get to that point. Doesn't that also indicate that they – I'm kind of confused about the whole footprint idea. Mm. Are they building it over top the current stadium? Are they building it on that land? Are they building it across from that land? Like, where are they actually putting this thing? Because in the original report, I believe by Thad Brown of WROC, he said that it may, like you said, it might be for a lease. Like, why, you know, they're going to talk about uh, the extension of a lease. But wouldn't that lead you to think that it's not going to be built on the footprint? I, that would, if it's even possible, that would lead me to believe it won't be. And I think that probably makes sense. It's Orchard Park. There's land even right around there. Right. You know. I mean, like, there's some. There's lots there. Like, I had I had a caller earlier ask me about uh, ECC South, for instance, just that land. Yeah. And I I don't know, like that's a school. <laughs> like you would have to <laughs> uproot that school, but it is county owned land. So, like, it's it's doable, you know? Like, there are things you can do that I think don't include needing to put the stadium exactly where it is right now. Or you could even do it, like, it doesn't even have to be that far away. That's still just a little bit down the street. I mean, didn't the Mets build their current stadium, like, in the parking lot of their old stadium? Yeah, they're, like, right across the street or yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, like, build it in the parking lot. I don't know. I feel like there are I – don't, I don't think you need to – I think you could have the stadium being constructed very close nearby without having to leave where you currently are. I think a lot of teams have done that, and I think it's been proven that you can you can accomplish that, especially when you're in Orchard Park and you're not like downtown somewhere. Does that upset you, by the way, at all, that it wouldn't be downtown? Because I am biased. I am from Orchard Park. The stadium was in my backyard, basically, growing up. Like, not literally, but pretty much. Like, I could have walked to games. I'm biased. I want the stadium in Orchard Park. I love the atmosphere around there. I love the tailgating before the games. I don't want to lose that. That was always my biggest fear with a downtown stadium. I do get that, especially if you're going to do a dome. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen, but if they were going to do a dome, it being downtown even makes more sense because it really does become a full-year, multi-use facility that you can use for whatever you want, whenever you want, and it's right there. It's in the city. And that's, I think, where you want something like that. But the way it's being described is, yeah, they'll have their concerts there, especially if it's open air. But it sounds like, to me, it's just going to be an upgraded version of what they already have. Isn't that kind of what it reads like? It's not going to be one of these palaces like Atlanta or L.A. needs. And those markets, by the way, they kind of need stadiums like that because those are the markets that need more than just the game to get their fans into the building. And Buffalo and other markets like them, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, are not really markets that need that. So with that being said, I think an upgraded version of what they already have in the same area that they're at because you're not risking the pregame tailgate atmosphere that you already have that I would not want to lose at all. That, to me, is the best-case scenario if they're getting a new stadium. But again, I'm admitting up front I'm absolutely biased because I'm from Orchard Park. There's just so much complexity. Like, I think the idea of a downtown stadium is kind of sexy. But when you really explore the logistical nightmare that it would be to construct it on a plot of land 
and then get 70,000 people in and out, parking, mm -hmm. public transit. Like, th there's just so much that would have to go into making sure it's feasible to put downtown. Be a lot of infrastructure. It would be yeah. a ton. And I, I don't even think it's the infrastructure, the simple infrastructure of, simple in quotes, yeah. of building a, a new stadium. It's what's around it. How are we getting people in and out? Uh, how are we transporting people in the city to – there's just so much. It seems like it would be kind of a nightmare. I like going to games in Orchard Park. I think it's a great location. As you mentioned, the atmosphere is second to none. Uh, would it be cool to see a stadium on the Buffalo skyline? Sure. But at what cost to all those other things? And the, and the other thing is, like – Eight games a year, of course, if it was downtown, as you mentioned, there'd be stuff like concerts and whatnot and other events going on. Mm -hmm. But eight games a year, really, not counting preseason, eight games a year, what is that really doing for the economy? And that's been, like, studied and proven, and proven that it proven that doesn't. it's not <laughs> helpful. Yeah. So, so yeah. is it a waste of space downtown? Could mm. better development go downtown as opposed to a stadium? A lot of these studies would point to yes mm -hmm. being the answer. I really like Highmark Stadium for what it is. And I think it's been said that there aren't a lot of fans who are actually calling for a new stadium. I think we're all pretty yeah. content with I, what we have. It doesn't – and I, this doesn't sit well with me. I, I kind of acknowledge, though, that it has to happen this way. Yes. But it doesn't sit well with me that – it does feel like the new stadium is for the NFL owners. It's not for Bills fans. That is Bills exactly fans, where I stand on Bills it. fans have not been calling for a new stadium. Some are. Like, some have, for sure. But I think the overwhelming majority that – just my sense – I don't have stats in front of me. They did a survey. They would have this, this, they would have this information behind the scenes that – I don't think Bills fans really need or want a new stadium. They're not calling for it. So why is it being built? It's being built because Roger Goodell, Jerry Jones, Shad Khan, like the big money owners of the league, want the Bills to be pumping out more ticket revenue. They want to be pumping out more premium seat revenue. They want boxes. Like they want an upgraded version of what the Bills have. And to me, maybe you could point to the report that it will be an open-air Orchard Park Stadium might give you an indication that the Bills know their fans don't want a new stadium. That they're doing almost, or we'll see, we have no idea the money that it's going to cost. We don't know what the stadium is going to look like. This is in the very premature era of what that stadium is going to be. But if it's just going to be an upgraded version of what they already have, to me, that means the Bills are just kind of doing the minimum to get away with, okay, NFL, we got you your new stadium, and they're also appeasing the fans at the same time where, hey, guys, we did not build this billion, this $2 monstrosity billion that's going to call you, cause you gonna, years and right. years of it's gonna price tax you, money. It's right. going to price you out. It's going to the tax <clears throat> money. It's going to cause these absurd PSLs. And it's going to be something that you don't really need. Right. Because you're just there to watch the Bills. You're there to watch the Bills, the team they're playing, and to hang out with buddies. Like, that's what you're really there for. I do also think that there are a lot of fans who, like you said, there are some that call for, that are calling for a new stadium. I think what a new stadium does represent in a lot of ways is mm -hmm. franchise stability. If you, whenever the lease 
is approaching its end. There's always that conversation. Buffalo's a small market, this, that, and the other thing. Could could an owner look to swoop in and move this team out? And I think that's always a fear with Buffalo sports fans. We know we're not a massive market. We know there's bigger markets that want these teams. What a new stadium right. would represent to a lot of people is the fact that these guys aren't going anywhere for a while. It's security. It's security. Absolutely. Because I even if what? it's false security, even if it is false security, I think it still represents security in some form. Well, because I would not want it. Even though I would choose, if you gave me a vote, I would vote for let's let's stay at the stadium, let's stay at the Ralph. I would never fight. Want to put up a fight with the league on it? Like if it was really that the only reason they're getting a stadium is because the NFL owners want Buffalo to have a new stadium then I would not fight them on it because I would never want to risk this long-term security of this franchise in any way, shape, or form. And that that's the stuff that gets teams moved is when your local and state governments are fighting with the leagues on the need or the want for new facilities that are going to cost that much. I mean, look at the Oakland A's. Yeah, that, that was just a report. What a month ago a month that ago. they they've yep. been uh, recommended and, to start looking for other locations. Like, right. and the A's have been there forever. Yep, and I know it almost feels like you're you're almost like a hostage in that situation. That well, I've just got to do. If the league tells me I got to do it, I got to do it because I'm lucky to be here. But in reality, like, sorry, we are we're lucky to be here. If if the Bills were for any absurd reason to leave. They're not coming back. It's not a market where like you can flex your muscles and be like, "Well, you'll just give us a team back in a couple of years," like Los Angeles or Atlanta. Yeah. Like these teams, those those are markets that, you know what? Their local and state government maybe can put up more of a fight because they're like, "You're not leaving here. We're one of the biggest markets in the country. You are not leaving here." Buffalo can't get away with that. And even though again, it, that sucks that that's the harsh reality that you're in. It just means to me that you can't you can get away with less when it comes to dealing with the league on issues like this. Not that not that I have any concerns about where the Bills are going to be long-term, by the way. How much did it catch you off guard That when that uh, that um, report came out? Because I was, I was not, just not expecting that yeah. right now. I was just not, and I don't know why. I guess I wasn't stunned because we did have that statement, that very vague statement from like two, three weeks ago that the Bills had met with yeah. the Bills Neary County had met with somebody about the stadium. We didn't know who. It right. seems like it was Legends, the the, the company that they're now, they're now working with. So I wasn't totally caught off guard, I guess. But it's any any time the stadium topic comes up, it's a well, controversial and sore topic of discussion. You know what? Maybe I was surprised by that we kind of had we had meat. Right, yeah, that's kind of where I was going with like, it. Like, it, w- it wasn't, wasn't just a vague, like, right. oh, we're exploring options in Orchard Park. No, it's, right. It goes, it, it was like, no, that's we what have, they want to do. We have yeah. a projected timeline, like 25, yeah. 2025 right. through 2027. We have an idea of what it might look like. We have an idea of where it is. We have an idea of, you know, like what might happen in the, inter- in the, in the interim. So to me, when you have all of those details, that means they're pretty far along. And that means that it's pretty well decided. That like this is gonna happen, like it's that's the way it sounds. It's gonna happen, and I'm okay with the way that it's that is going down. I'm, I'm it's an acceptable result for me for sure. Um, not that there wouldn't have been many that until we see the price been. tag. Until we see the price tag, but again, it not being downtown and not hearing retractable roof 
or not hearing dome, which I know you made a good case for, like not hearing those words attached to it mean to me that the price tag's not going to be anywhere near what we've seen in Atlanta or Los Angeles or Dallas. And I think that's understandable because I don't, I, I think it was never likely that you were going to get to those, those dollar points that those teams were at anyway. And just to clarify my point about the dome, that would just be my preference for um, strictly a oh, yeah. game viewing experience. Nope. If it costs substantially less money to build an open air stadium than having that massive roof over top, then fine. Mm-hmm. I it, that's not a See, deal breaker. It's it's more of just the preference of where would I want to, where would I be most comfortable watching a game? Right. In a dome. If 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 money was no object, then yeah. Then I would be well, I would be all in on a retractable roof. Because it's doing both things. It's right. giving like the, all the multi-use stuff that you're talking about, but it's also keeping the outdoor element available. To me, a dome was is a non-starter for me, because even though it it's useful and it's there is value to it for sure. Man, I would not want to lose the. I know it's only a couple days a year, and like it's hard to argue for. Well, this only happens two or three times a year, maybe. When it is just a beautiful September day out there and your team still has a decent record because it's early in the season, that's the existence I've grown to live with the Bills until recently. And it's just, it's nice out, it's beautiful, and like that, it, you can't beat that. You can't beat an early September, mid-September Bills game when the weather is great out. Or even October when it's hoodie and shorts weather. Like, I love that. Sure. And I love being outdoors, and I know that you have to deal with the the gross rain sometimes, especially when it's cold and rainy. That's the worst. The worst. I'm it's okay. way worse than snow. I'm okay with snow, but I know that it makes getting in and out really tough. So, dome to me is almost like no thanks at all. Because I, I would I would not trade all the value that comes with the dome for I'm losing all of those potentially glorious outdoor games that I get every year. At least a couple every year. Yeah. But again, retractable roof is probably probably the most expensive of all of these options. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's just, we'll quote it. We'll, we'll see what it costs. We'll quote it. Yeah. All right. It's um, going to be more than $10. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take a break here. 803 is the phone number. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you right at the top of the next segment. What do you want from a new Bills stadium? Where do you want it to be? And are you okay with the idea that if it's not for Bills fans, it's still still going to happen. Let us know what you think. Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap on WG. I mean, if you look at it, it's a five-year project from the time you first select an architect and get somebody like Legends on board to, to start planning the project. And then construction alone is about three years for an NFL stadium. So about five years in total. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Roger Goodell has been pushing for a new stadium. He's from western New York, and I know he's familiar with the situation there. So I'm sure all things being equal, they're pushing for a new stadium. I mean, you've got a 48-year-old facility, and what they did was really nice a few years ago. But to compete with the newer facilities, it is an arms race. You look at what the Panthers are trying to do down here, Washington football team. You know, late last week you had the Bears saying that they're looking at buying the Arlington racetrack to maybe explore building a new stadium. That is Don Moret from VenuesNow.com with Howard and Jeremy this morning. That was the original site that reported on the news that Legends Global Planning was going to be, well, was hired by the Bills to go for uh, marketing on premium seating and such, and they're going to help build the stadium, plan it out. Um, 
Yeah, we've got a lot of stadium news coming your way in the last couple of days. We haven't even brought up PSLs yet, which scares me as an idea in this market. I don't even think they just work in this market. I know, like, I'm saying as someone that wouldn't want to pay for PSLs, like signing, like, what, a five- or ten-year deal licensed to, like, you own that seat now. Like, that's a big financial commitment that I don't think will work here. But it's become very common in the NFL for that to happen. I am worried about people getting priced out of this. I am very worried. There is a segment of the population. Like, football tickets are already expensive. There, mm-hmm. There's a large portion of the population that will not even be able to think about going to Bill's games if the price gets too high. Yeah. Football I know I know it's like required and that's the way it's going but it's also it's crappy man. Mhm. Football tickets are expensive. I am going to Nashville the week of the Bills game and we have actually So that's the Monday night game, right? The Monday night game. Our group has actually started to discuss whether or not we should like find like a Bills backers bar to go instead. Just because it's insane. Like I know Nashville's different. Um I think their stadium, it's a, typically their game day prices are probably a little bit more, but it's also a primetime game. Um, but, man, they are crazy expensive. It's funny because I've heard a lot of people thinking about doing that for their various trips. Like a bunch of buddies of mine, we really wanted mm-hmm. to go to New Orleans for the Bills before Thanksgiving, it went on Thanksgiving and we all said, no, can't do it. But we were all talking about it. We were like, why don't we just go to New Orleans for the weekend and then watch it, like you said, at like a Bill's yeah. Backers bar or any bar. I don't care. Yeah. Like astronomical. It's almost more that it's like it's like the price of a plane ticket. Yeah. Um, have you thought about it all, by the way, what opening day is going to be like now that it's going to be 100% capacity, like that we officially know that it's going to be 100% capacity? It will be one of – the best days in Buffalo sports history. That's what I think opening day is going to be like. The Everyone coming back after a 15-win season, real shot at the Super Bowl this year and every year, I really do think, uh, regardless if the Bills beat the Steelers, which they, which they should, regardless if the Bills win or not, I think that will be a day that will get talked about in Buffalo sports history lore. And it's – I can't wait. Yeah. I really cannot wait. Let's go to the phone lines. 803-0550 is the phone number if you want to talk about the new stadium or if you want to talk about the, I, the fact that the Bills are going to be 100% capacity for 2021, which is exciting. Let's go to Jeff. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Jeff? Hi. I heard um, that gentleman uh, initially or originally on the air, and, and then you're um, – Mm-hmm. Um, excerpt out of that conversation, <clears throat> excuse me, again tonight. And I don't understand what competition that we're in uh, with other teams or other stadiums or what arms race we're in. Why is it that we're compelled to uh, to build this new stadium? I think and, it, and then potentially price everybody out of out of seats, you know, make it difficult for uh, folks in this area to go watch a game. Well, I mean, I, you just have to kind of stay viable within the league. I think that, yeah, the competition is just the league has a standard for what their stadiums look like and how, like, what they have to offer uh, amenity wise and just quality wise. And the revenue you generate the from revenue, the gate. Right. That probably is obviously the bigger part of it. And they expect all of their clubs to keep up, be within that standard at least. Yeah. And they're that, for that, 
I think the Bills are definitely falling well short of the mark compared to these other stadiums. And I think that's really what they mean, that you've got to be driving more money in. You've got to be, with whether it's your premium seating or your boxes, or even when it's just, like, these guys are going to games. They're on prime time. We've, we've talked about in the past couple of years that, like, there have had to be things done at the stadium just so that NBC can go there to put the Skycam up. Just, like, stuff to amenities that the, the broadcast partners need. So all of that is why the league, like, requires it. And that it just makes it easier for everybody and makes more money for everybody. And that's, at the end of the day, it's sad reality, but that's what they care about. Yeah, and Jeff, to clarify, I don't think either one of us, me or Joe, are calling on the Bills to get with the times from an NFL perspective. I think we're both on the same page saying we're content with what we have, and we think a vast majority of Bills fans are also content. I don't think this call for a new stadium is coming from Buffalo, from Orchard Park, from Bills fans, or maybe even Terry and Kim Pagula. I don't know that. But I do know that the NFL wants bigger and better in everything, and that includes stadiums. And so when you have uh, a stadium that's almost half a century old, yeah, that those calls are going to magnify. And I think even though there's no threat of it, the idea that you are competing with what other markets would provide for your franchise, like that, correct? That yeah. probably gets mentioned behind the scenes again, even though there's no threat of this team leaving. I'm betting you that Jerry Jones or one of these owners in owners meetings will make a snide comment like, "You know what? You got you want to see what they would build in Toronto for us, or in San Antonio? You want to see what they would build in San Antonio? Like you want to see what Oklahoma City would would build for us? Like you want to see what these other cities would build for us? Like you got to do something, and I think that's kind of the point. Like we're not taking your team away, but come on, like, and I I hate that because you really shouldn't be in a competition. You should really at at the outset only be reliant or you should only be Do making decisions based on what's based on your fans but it's just not the world we live in it's a business and they are behind it's also a business with a very large component of revenue sharing which right. means if the bills aren't making as much money as owners think that they could be making that means especially, less money in their pockets especially when right like i'm sure, again to mention these like big name owners that have big market franchises robert Kraft, jerry jones they walk around thinking that they carry the load for the bills that they don't pull their weight and that they never will just because you're not going to compete with the dallas cowboys on that front in terms of mark market share and revenue like they they are when it's revenue split like they have it set up the bills are always going to have a small they're always they're going to get their their share of the pie but they're not going to be contributing to the pie as much as these other teams and they're going to want them to get as close as they can right so i'm I, you know what like if this needs to be said even though i wouldn't choose for the bills to have a new stadium i'm excited i'm excited for them to have a new stadium for it to be nicer, because it could absolutely get nicer for fans. I just want an upgraded version of what I already have. And that'll be fun. That'll be nice. That will, if I'm, you know, in five to ten years wanting to purchase a spot where I want to purchase season tickets again, that might make it more appealing for me to do so down the line instead of sitting at home and watching the game on TV. 
depends where you are in life. Maybe it will help for, you know, fans that are not like I had season tickets when I was younger. And a lot of that was for the tailgate. But I don't know if you're 40, 50 years old, you don't care as much about that. Right. And you might care a lot about these extra amenities and just the bathrooms being nicer and it like the concourses being nicer. Like that will matter to some people. And even if you don't think it matters to you, once it's here, you'll probably be like, okay, this is sweet. Like this this is actually really cool. Like I'm glad we did this. Yeah, what's the sweet to cost ratio though? That always gets brought up. And and here's right. the and here's the other thing that like bothers me is the fact and we've already touched on this that it's eight games a year. It's eight <laughs> games a year. This is not yeah. Key Bank Center that holds 41 games a year. It's not uh, MLB Park that holds 81 games a year. Like, we're talking about eight events per year. And, of course, that gets increased mm-hmm. with concerts and other similar events. But at its core, this facility is meant to house eight games a year. And then give or take whatever preseason or playoff game. And so that's why I think a lot of Buffalonians have this it-does-the-job mindset about the stadium. Right. 803-0550 is the phone number. I want to mention the arena when we come back and then the Blue Jays. So we'll do that. arena and the Blue Jays. Last call on the nightcap, 803-0550. Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney back after this on WGR. Last call on the nightcap. Joe DiBiase, Brendan Keeney here on WGR. My Sabre thought. That's one of the run by everybody here at the end of the show. Because there's been a lot on, especially in the last couple months. John Vogel wrote a piece about it at at The Athletic a couple weeks to a month ago. The arena needs updating. Sure does. I'm not saying that they should build a new arena, but doesn't it feel like if you polled Bills fans on whether they need a new stadium and then you polled Sabre fans on whether you need they need a new arena, that the Sabres number would be higher? Well, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that. But I, 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 think I can it's tell about... you without question that my experience at the – Stadium is much better than my experience at the arena. Me too. That doesn't nec- right, and that doesn't necessarily. I'm trying to not mix them up because I'm doing the same thing. Where I'm, when I think of it, it's like I've never thought that I want the Bills to get a new stadium, mm. and I feel like I do always think about like the paint in the arena, the cracks in the concrete, the seats, the cushions, like that everybody talks about. Like it always feels like they need to do some updating in here. And that's not that's not to say they need a new building, but I've always been left wanting with the game day experience for the Sabers, and I don't think I ever have for the Bills. That's more the nature of the sports, right? And the stadiums, and the tailgate, and the atmosphere that it's a Bills game, the time of day that a Bills game is. It's a Sunday at one o'clock. That's your day. Your day is the Bills game. Saber games. A lot of them are. After work, you're going after you get out. You might be finding out it's you got night. the tickets that day. You Right, exactly. Like <laughs> It becomes your night, but it's not your entire day. Right. And all of that, I think, matters into this conversation in that the experience at a Bills game is probably just always going to be better than an experience at a Sabres game. But that doesn't mean that I think the arena is it's outdated as much as I know that the, the building is 20 years newer. But it feels to me like it's almost at least the same. 
as the stadium is. Maybe a lot of that is the renovations that the Bills have done recently in that. Have they ever done that with the arena? When did the arena? 97? 97. Yeah. We're talking about a 24-year-old building Yeah. versus a 40 year I can tell you building. from the outside it looks pretty obsolete. Yeah. Doesn't it just kind of have the look of an obsolete just slab of concrete building? Yeah, it does. And I guess I, I don't. I, can get I over honestly, that if the I don't. Great, I right, of course. I don't really think about it that much, to be honest with you. This is the first time I've actually thought about the arena. In there a while. is so when they did these surveys, what was that a year ago? Yeah the the arena was a part of that. There were questions about the arena also. So even though they might not be acting on that in the same timeline that they are with the Bills, uh, they at least are exploring. The idea, at least if you want to count the survey that they did as exploring. Do you think part of the uh, the experience with the arena was for the longest time there was a lack of things to do? And th- that's changing down in that area oh, now. Yeah. But it was always, at least growing up, it always felt like a middle of nowhere kind of place where if you wanted to go somewhere, it was blocks away. You know, it's yeah. not exactly like that anymore. And that area has developed over the past several years. That's a good point. That's a good point. But and it also how much of <laughs> how, how much, much has the Sabres being bad that's jaded how we feel about our seats and oh right. if, if well we if, wouldn't care as much that doesn't mean though that if just because we didn't right. care as much that that makes True. it right. But maybe the the seats are more comfortable when the Sabres are up five to two instead of losing five to two. Maybe That's you, you true. take notice of certain things that you wouldn't have noticed before. It, if you're not standing on that, or if you're not sitting on them as much because you're up cheering for the team, then yeah, right. We're not going to care as much about you know the the awful shape that the seats are in. But yeah, again, I'll get back to just it doesn't. It shouldn't matter on their right. from their standpoint. Yeah, that like you should be nailing the, that stuff out of the park regardless of what the team is, and. Like, yeah, we will overanalyze and we will, you know, we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll hear about those issues much more often when the team is bad, but they just give you the, the team, the Sabres give you too much subject matter. They give you way too much subject <laughs> way matter. Way too much subject matter. They should be matter. trying to limit your subject matter as much as possible. Right. When the team's not good about things to complain about. You, if you, if you're hot, the, the hockey team's goal, especially knowing that they're probably going to be bad again next year. Should be all right. Let's 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 plan as though our team hockey team's going to be bad. There's got to be an element of the business that is this: our hockey team's going to be bad. What can we do so that they have nothing to complain about but the hockey team? And to me, like that effort, just or at least the results, hasn't seemed to come to fruition sure. in years since I've been going to games. And I think you can even say that about things beyond the infrastructure of the of right. the arena, the right. the concessions. So the, right, this wasn't there, to say it, we need yeah. a new arena just like Yeah, I I get what you're you're coming at and I agree. Like if you aren't going to be a good team for 10 years, we are going to make it the greatest <laughs> in-game experience you can possibly have. Cuz that is yeah, that's right because now now, if you're the Sabres, you have to think more like the Falcons do in the NFL. You have to think more like the Rams do in the NFL. The Bills don't have to think that way because the Bills are going to get you there just on the game. 100,000 people p- could go Exactly. There. They're going to get you there just because of they're on the field and who they're playing. That's it. The Sabres maybe need to think like the Rams do and like the Falcons do, where 
those are teams where the sport itself is not enough. That there's got to be some extra stuff. There's got to be extra amenities. The stadium itself has got to be really nice. There's got to be, you know, standing room bars that overlook the field. There's got to be, if you're the Jaguars, pools at the stadium. I'm not saying the Sabres should get a pool. I'm just saying, like, you got to think that way. And I haven't seen a lot of evidence of that. Is it dumb to to think that the Bills could fill up a 90,000-person stadium? No. I think they easily could. Do you think that would be a plan? No, because I think you're risking when you're not good. Like, I, I it's do, do you even think though they could right now. Do you even think though it's they could right sighted though? Because it doesn't matter mm. if it's a, if it's a seventy thousand person stadium and a ninety thousand person stadium, and you're only going to get fifty thousand people regardless. What's the difference? If you can fill ninety thousand for maybe a long time and then be bad for a couple years and then get good and then fill it for a long don't you think it's short-sighted to limit it just because of the optics for what could be a few bad years i was gonna say kind of but i think the optics are dominated gotta be the reason why they don't do it right they have to be because otherwise yeah you would always have hundred thousand seat stadiums I mean, hell, the Highmark Stadium used to be 76,000. Maybe it was even in the 80s. I mean, just think about those point. SEC stadiums or really any college football stadium from those big-time programs. It's a little different because their success is what I would say a little more guaranteed. Yeah. But – and there's fewer games. Yeah, there's fewer games. Maybe not, though, for the big ones because it's not like they play a strictly half-away, half-home schedule. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.